thank you father thank you for the gathering thank you for your love thank you for the blood thank you for accepting us thank you for redeeming us thank you father in jesus name amen welcome to church this morning hallelujah please welcome the person by your side this morning welcome to church this morning we say welcome to church welcome to church welcome to church welcome to church hallelujah um, this morning I want to trust the Lord to bring the word of God and um, I always imagine the Lord Jesus being the pastor of a church what will he share every Sunday or every meeting day um, Let me start this way this morning. Jesus was asking some people about John the Baptist. And he said to them, what do you go to look for in the wilderness? Amen. What do you go to check for in the desert? That, that, that means when you come to a region or to a person who is able to save, what do you come to see? It's interesting that many people come for different reasons. So are you hearing me, sir? If not, you wouldn't ask him, what do you go to see? And Jesus was preaching and many people came to him for different reasons. What is the priority? What is the most important thing? You see, in life, there are things that are more important than the others. You know, one day he was speaking, he said, I know why some of you came. You came to eat. He knew. Some came just to be healed. Some came just to be delivered. And some came for life. 
know, yesterday in the prayer meeting, as we were praying, uh, we were drawn to the to the encounter of Jesus in John eleven. When Jesus came to the house of Mary and Martha. And. One of the sisters. Was very busy trying to. Prepare meal. For Jesus and. And the host. She was in combat, trying to minister to the physical needs of Jesus. Because apparently Jesus would have been hungry in this trip. And really, if it were us as parents, we would act the same way. I can imagine... people in my house and we are sharing in the living room and and mommy is preparing meal for us and then Tofumi is in the living room listening in fact some of us will be in our heart why is she here true or false yeah naturally but when she came to Jesus and says master master tell my sister to come And if there be anyone in this life that will, that will reveal to us. Oh, that the eyes of our understanding will become enlightened. The eternal truth of God, the very will and the word of God is Jesus himself. When he came, he came to reorder the words of the old covenant. He said, you've heard it was said in old, X, Y, Z. But now I say, he's the only one that can reveal to us the express will of the Father. Amen. This morning, I'm, I'm going to a point where, I'm trying to get us to a point where we understand what is important. You know, you know somehow, I believe in the church, we have, we have over the years, we have, we have, we have lost touch with the, with the important things of God. Uh, but he said, he said, uh, verse 41, and Jesus answered and said to her, matter, matter, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing, so I say one thing, please just say one thing. Now, who said one thing? If, if he says one thing, that means it's one thing. When, uh, when Jesus says one thing, if I say many things, let me be an anathema. 
Amen. Jesus said, one thing is needful. One thing is, is of utmost, in, in fact, this is the one thing you should seek to find and hold. If you have this one thing, then you have every other thing. One thing is needful. That means there are many things we pursue that are not needful. And guess what? We can use the energy we should use to pursue the needful to pursue the non-needful. And Mary had chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Someone say, there's a good part. Say, there's a good part that won't be taken from me. Now, if I were, if, now for me, he doesn't say, I were you, for me, if there's anything of utmost value that I should, I should guide and keep, then I, I give all my, my attention and my resources to protect that one good thing. If there's one thing that God wants you to protect, one thing that is needful for life, if God shows you that one needful thing, then what do you do about it? And this morning, I want to show you, Ma, and says that there's one thing needful for us. There's one thing needful for the church. And what is that thing? Not just hearing about Christ, but knowing Him. You know, we're praying. I, 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 I wouldn't remember what, what day. It's interesting that God has warned us, he said in First Timothy chapter 6, he said, in this life, the two things I guarantee you in this life is what? Food and what? Let me repeat. The two things I guarantee you in this life, that's God, is what? He says, having food and what? Let us there with what? Be content. Why would God say this? And in any case, he's speaking this to, to the pastor of the church who will in turn tell the people. God says, my provision is food and raiment. Why? Because we must travel light. The people of the kingdom, we are... We are, we are meant to travel how? Light. In Matthew 10, Luke 9, Luke 10, when he sent the 12, did he ask them to take two years supply? In fact, he says, don't take two clothes, take one. Don't go with extra posts. Now, now because, because, because these things can be 
the 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 opening by which Satan comes to tempt. So if it gets you to a point where you have lost touch with the desire, with the pleasures of this world, your mind, you know, I was sharing my wife. I said, when Moses said he rather chose the reproach of Christ, do you think Moses was a poor person? No, at this time, Moses was the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He had everything on this earth that could bring pleasure. But church, one sure way of falling away, one very sure way, is a desire for earthly things. Does God want us poor? No. In fact, if you go through this same scripture, in the other part it says, tell those who are what? Who are rich. So, so, so he's telling you that you must be circumspect and be careful. Why? Because some things can take you away from him. Now, let me go this way this morning. This meeting today is a family meeting. Every meeting in church is a family meeting. And I want to say a few things this morning as a build-up. There's a warfare going on in the spirit. And it's intense. It's a war against your soul. It's a war against our souls. And Satan is, is not resting. You know, when he tempted Jesus, he came and said, to, the Bible says, he left him for a season. And he came back again. You know, it is you that really has not come to a point of deep understanding of your salvation. We've not really, that's why you keep hearing the apostle Paul keep telling them, and I pray that your eyes be enlightened, that, that you may begin to understand the, the depth, the, 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 the love, the love of Christ. Because until we understand the <laughs> what we truly have, Let me say this to you. Maybe this will help start changing your mindset of why you are in church. So that you can truly be in church. For my assignment, my assignment is to feed you with God's word. And keep you for the Lord until he comes. Amen this morning? Are you hearing me, sir? My assignment is to keep feeding with God's word and keep you in him until he comes. Anything outside this is not acceptable of God. If I asked you this morning, what exactly thrills you what exactly makes you happy? What brings joy to your heart when you remember you are a Christian? 
What exactly is the difference now in you than when you were yet unsaved? What what exactly is the is your is your happiness? What is the source of your joy? Like why are you why are you better than the unbeliever? Really? Why are you better? Brother Friday, are you here this morning? Why are you better than your unbelieving friends? Is there anything different between you and them? Really? So we know if this, if this, if this journey is worth it or not. Or if you really know. And this morning I'm, I'm tempted to want to ask us if we, if we know. And, and my objective is to, is to bring us to a place of knowledge. So that we can make a choice. Hallelujah. Not to make light of the dead. For it always happened. And when people die, for some, it's God telling you that this is all. Amen? Hallelujah. Those who have truly encountered God... You, you, you find that they are always contented in God. You know, Christ gave a parable and said one day that a rich man said, ah, this night I will pull down my barn. I've, I've been so blessed. I have plenty money. What will I do now? I have excess. So let me tear down this old one and build more so I can put more of my goods in there. Amen. And Jesus said, And the Lord said to that rich fool, Thou fool, tonight thy, thy soul shall be what? Sunday tonight. Sunday tonight. In other words, he's saying that every pursuit on earth is futility compared to your eternal redemption. And this will bless you to the degree that when you now have billions, it doesn't mean anything to you. Because you understand what the needful actually is. So God is not saying we, we should be poor. No. But he's telling us that we must live in this earth with perspective of eternity. Here not to make light of death. Folks, this thing is futility. How come Satan is still succeeding in using what we will eat, what we will drink, and what we will wear to deceive us? That means God is right when he said, having food and be content. Don't make a decision going forward in the kingdom as a result of food, raiment, money, and comfort. Without finding the will of God.
the beginning of our security in Christ is the deadening of the flesh. Let me run this morning. I'm going somewhere and I want to finish it carefully. Because, because the, the way the kingdom will be preached in these days will be like the living. God will walk on us and through us in certain areas. And through us, the kingdom of God will spread. It won't be from one magician or, or one, one non-man drawing men without the fact. The way God will preach in this time will be by the life of his children. I'm coming this morning. First and foremost, we have been redeemed and saved. Amen. From what? Romans chapter number 2, verse 5. Amen. Romans 2, verse 5. You see, as we walk in this life, eh? Always remember there's a judgment coming. But somehow we forget. And, and, and God always reminds us. So we are mindful. There's a, there's a judgment that the blood of Jesus has rescued us from. Carol, are you ready this morning? Say there's a judgment. Say there's a judgment. I've been rescued from. Now. My understanding of that judgment that I've been rescued from has freed me from envying the ungodly. You didn't get what I said. Has freed me from, un- from envying the ungodly nations or the ungodly people. Because most times he says, Lord, why are the ungodly prospering? That means, that means, that means, that means the Prosperity of the ungodly can be a bait through which Satan uses against you. So I'm hearing. The, the, the prosperity of the ungodly is the bait through which Satan sometimes uses. So God is bringing us to a point where we, we have overcome that bait in the kingdom. We realize that we are more richer than they in the spirit. Romans chapter 2 from verse 5. Why should you rejoice? Why should you hold your place? Why should you stand strong? Why should your heads be kept high as a Christian? But after thine hardness and impenitent heart treasure it up Unto thyself, what? Wrath against the day. There's a day of wrath. There's a day of judgment. This is not to scare you, because this is real. But if it scares you to rightness, then it's good. Please follow me this morning. Let's go on. And the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Next verse. Please just give me the block. Who will render to how many man? How many man? According to what is this? To them who be patient, continuous in well doing, seek for the glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey what? <laughs> 
It says, that's what? Indignation. And what? There's what? There's a day of indignation and wrath. And, and my, 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 every physical thing that Satan can use to deceive and distract me are not worthy to put me under the indignation and the wrath of God. So when you are born again, this is what you have escaped. You are not like the world. You have been redeemed from this judgment as long as you continually follow him. And if you understand this, then you will guard it jealously. So when you're walking on the street and things aren't looking good and things aren't looking bright, yeah, he has said it. He's been prophesied that in this world you shall have trials and tribulation but be of good cheer. You will suffer for my name's sake. You won't cut corners. You will do the right things but at the end of it, I will justify you and I will glorify you. Do you believe the words of God? For everyone that believes the words of Jesus, hold his word in high esteem. We are not deceived by the wealth of the world. Say my man this morning. So for me, I am contented with redemption. I, I have chosen to walk in obedience to God's word. I would rather enter heaven without one hand. And 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 go to hell with both hands and both legs intact. I will rather be deprived of the, of the prosperity of the earth. Than to enter hell with all my faculties. Apart from the living God. May God give us understanding this morning. May, may, may. May, may, may God take this beyond, beyond what man can say and open up to you because you are losing nothing. Satan is telling you you are losing out. No, you aren't losing. If he tells you a word, reverse it. It's a lie. He's using your weakness to, to trick you. Don't allow him to trick you in this time. Your redemption is much more valuable. He himself shall be judged with this judgment, but by the blood have escaped. If indeed you have escaped, then remain in the kingdom. Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 15 to 18. Zephaniah 1. So when I walk on the street, I count myself privileged because I've been saved from this judgment by the blood and by the way. Praise God this morning. And so I'm not like the world. I'm different. I'm not, I'm not moved by the things that's happening in the world. I'm not, I'm not changing by the dictates, by the, by the, by the events, by, by the situations, by, by the happenings, by the trends in the world. No, I remain the same because my Christ Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He stands in righteousness and will not repent about it. Someone said today. Some say the day. Now, somehow, when we hear these scriptures, we think this day will not never come. He tells you, just like he told them in times of old, how long will he keep saying this day, this day? For ever since the father slept, you've been saying like this. 
the, the, the coming of the Lord. And, and Peter said, how are you not unwise? There's a day of the Lord that will make earthly goods nonsense. How many of you have seen very rich people on their dying bed? And all they are saying is their investment. That money, please let me keep it well in the bank. Oh. Um, um, that gold, please don't spend it. Too. It's my gold. Oh. I w- Does that cross their minds? No. So how will you put your, your whole life on something that will not save on the day of God's Lord and make that thing the stumbling block between your friendship, between your fellowship, between your koinonia with him who lasts forever. The day is a day of what? Of wrath. A day of what? And what? When God says something is distressful, it's distress. Let's go on. A day of wasteness and desolation. A day of darkness and gloomness. A day of clouds and thick darkness. A day of trumpet and a day against the, the fence cities. That means the cities that are fenced becomes fenceless in the day of God's wrath. A day against the high towers. Please go on. And I will break, I will bring distress upon men that they shall walk like blind men because they have sinned against the Lord and their blood shall be poured out as dust and their flesh as dung. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to what? So why will I allow silver and gold to cause me to come in confrontation to his holy word? When ultimately the silver and gold Will not save me. Now, this is hard to swallow. It's hard to take. But God's word, let it be true. And let every other minister be a liar. Why should change your future for, for, for gold and silver? Why allow Satan? The same thing he did to Jesus. He presented his case to Jesus. You are hungry. Is there no hunger in the land? You have been famished for for 40 days doing the will of God. You have remained on this same mountain in Dedas for 40 days. Why? Why? Why not help yourself? True or false? We can make this happen very quickly. Before you get to town to find bread to eat, remember, immediately after that, angels came to do what? He says, why not command these stones to become bread since you are are the son of God? You You see the problem? Bread. Let not the bread of your life make you take a wrong decision. That is his ultimate weapon. Someone say amen. Someone say amen. amen. You know why I'm saying this? I'm the pastor. I'm, I'm, when I, now my assignment is when I see the wolf, I don't run away. When the word is not pleasing to you, I won't, I, I won't decline. I will say it all the same. Amen. For it's that same word that is not pleasing actually that brings, that brings sanctification. The one that pleases you actually, actually covers him. Command this stone to become bread. If we can overcome this in this earth, he has lost great deal of the battle already. 
He took him. Please remain here. He took him to the high mountain. He says, jump. For a word. You know, in fact, you know, he showed him all the, someone said all the kingdoms. So it's not today. So when you are checking Australia, what is their, what is their, you know, th- these days it's becoming so crazy that there are people whose work is to tell you how to live Nigeria to a better Greenland. 12 ways to enter Australia without stress. He's showing you the kingdoms. Yes. 17 easy ways to enter Canada and break through. And then once you get the bait, everything you see is positive. 24.2 ways of entering US unnoticed. As though they will give you offer. And you start seeing, now this is true. This morning I'm going somewhere. I, I don't know where I'm going to, but I'm, I'm, I'm coming to where I'm going this morning. I just want to hear me this morning, church. The end is near. The battle is raging. We just can't see it, but those who are spiritual can feel the battle raging in the spirit. It's raging for the souls of men. He says, you are going to die and become glorious. Your end is to be glorified. We've seen that from the Lord. But why use the process of the cross? You, you will come and reign and have dominion upon the earth eventually. I know that we all know that. There's, 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 you are, for, your, for your kingdom shall be no end. It's everlasting. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And what? And what? The government shall be. It's just, I will give you the government. Don't go through the route. Designed by righteousness. Don't follow the route designed by holiness. Let's use my way. And, and we, will, we will shorten the time for you. To get to, to your goal. That's what he did. He was taking away the cross. That's why everything that he brings to you. To make you wealthy. If it has an iota of one on Godliness in it, it will kill you. If you lie just one lie, you are dead. If the process with which he's leading you, and guess what? There's no way you won't lie. It can't be righteous. And the way to know he's the one is that there will be many unrighteousness along the path. And as you are seeing this unrighteousness, it begins to take you away from those who can call your attention to the unrighteousness. He says, jump. <laughs> he says, I will give you all. Someone say all. Now, will he have given him all? No, it's a lie. Because he cannot do, he can't say truth. John 8, 44. He says, you are your father the devil and the lust of him you will do. He was speaking to Abraham's children. So not every child of Abraham is Abraham's child. Are you Abraham's child? How do we know you have overcome covetousness? You have taken him as your Lord and your God. He's sufficient and enough for you. Because in this end time, he's consecrated. See, the reason the church is so much powerless but with so much noise because 
there's no holiness in the church. That's the reason we sing, we make all the noise, we have all the lights. But the foundation of the throne of God is what? Justice and... And when there's no justice, no righteousness, you can build things on it. But it's not by God. And men can target God. So that he plays a 70,000 capacity stadium auditorium. Doesn't mean God is there. But by the deception of men, we have been wired to think that the more wealthy we are, the more, the, more, the more blessed we are, the more God we know. No, the reverse is the case. God himself says, having food and remain, that's the blessing of the Lord that makes a man rich and has no... Some families, they, they swim every weekend. And so, you will swim in heaven. There's enough river to swim. Buy all your swimming trunk. Keep it. When you get to heaven, use it. Don't get worked up. Don't, don't think you are isolated. Stop thinking that. You have... For, for, for many are the children of the desolate than he that has many. Stop allowing Satan to find a loophole in you and stay there. You see now you have lost all. See now you are, you, are, you are lonely. See now you have lost all your friends. See now you're not enjoying life. See now and the moment you start feeding that, every time you wake up, you see somebody who is, who is not picking your call the way he or she should pick your call. Because you've allowed him stay in that area long enough. He knows that's a loophole. So the more he hits that place, the more it gets into your spirit. Amen this morning. It's all me, bless this morning. We are believers. We are in the kingdom. We are not in the world. Hold on this morning, I'm going somewhere. Don't let me jump. Neither their silver nor gold. You know, some can say, okay, I will give God my silver. God says, I'm not interested in your money. I'm not interested in your gold. I'm interested in who? In you. Present yourself before me always. A living dead. Waiting for the next place where his meal will come from. Give us this day our daily in the kingdom. Interesting he said that in the kingdom. Ah. I'm not saying now, don't, don't walk over. I'm saying, Lord, Daily bread. No, 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 no. God is not against wealth. No, no, no. He has told us that even with wealth, we can still trust him daily for our bread. But we have crossed the line wherein that is what he will use to bake us out. No, we have passed that place. Hey, GL60. We have passed it. GL leg is there. In the city where there ought to be peace. Outside God is destruction. Can the church hear this? And think again. Because the gospel that God will preach in this end time will not be the gospel of word alone. To the gospel of life. The things that Christ both began to what? To do first. Someone say do. Someone say do. Huh? Someone say do. That means God wants your life to be a doing life. It's a judgment. And it is that judgment that we have escaped from. Praise God. Aren't you glad? 
aren't you? That's why he says you should be content. Because there's something higher you have that is missing in the world. So rejoice in the fact that we have escaped that wrath by the, by the saving grace of God. Let me run this morning very quickly. The kingdom of God is highly regimented. Sounds regimented. No, please say that with me. Say regimented. Okay, who knows what the word means to be regimented? Who knows? Who wants to help me? Yes, sir. You have different sections. Activities. Operations. Yep. Yep. Thank you. It's like a, it's, 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 it's a military terminology. Alright, who else wants to help me? God's kingdom is highly what? Regimented. It means, it means it's structured with rules and commandments. The church we have been told is a, is a free church. Lawlessness. Let every man do as he is persuaded. No. Hallelujah. If the kingdom of darkness is, is, that's where they should do all they want to do. But no, they are more, they are more regimented than we know. Ask those who are there. Or those who have been there. Colossians chapter 1. One of the attacks of the church that Satan has succeeded is making the church unaccountable to Christ and to itself. You've grown up in a place where there's no accountability. And my fear is that it is only the church that Jesus is coming for. And if I'm the pastor of you all, I would not be ashamed to tell you and present you to him. Because I must give account to him with joy. And please help me to be able to do so. Colossians 1. Quickly. Let's start from verse. Wow. From verse 9. From verse 9. In John 14, 15. Says, everybody listen to me. Jesus said, if you truly love me, you will keep my what? That means in the kingdom, there's a commander. Say commander. Say commander. Say commander. Hallelujah. If you love me, you will keep my commands. Now, it is your responsibility to find out what his commandments are. The church is not a place where you, you, you dress like you want. Now I'm coming home. You act like you want. You serve God like you want. You attend prayer meeting like you want. You, you come to church like it is convenient. You do it when your flesh is okay. So you are led by the flesh. You are, you are led by your senses. You are led by yourself. He's not the Lord. For this Jesus, who is our Savior, God the Father has made him both what? Both Lord and Messiah. He has made him both Lord over his house and the Savior of his house. For everyone who is saved in his house comes under the Lordship of the house. 
Let me run. So the Christian walk is not, it's not, it's, it's something very serious. And yet, very simple. Hallelujah. Colossians 1 from verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that ye may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. You see that? Walk what? Walk what? That means there's a way we walk worthy of the Lord. Wow. In all pleasing. Costco. Hear what it says. And, and in wisdom and... and, and in all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in what? The knowledge of God. Next verses. Quickly happy this morning. Let's see here. Verses 11 through 14. Help me quickly. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering and joyfulness giving thanks unto the Father which had made us meet to partake of the inheritance of the saints in light. Hear this. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and at what? Into what? Into what? So now we are in a kingdom. We are in a what? The church is a kingdom. We are born into the rules of the kingdom. We don't create the rules for the kingdom. Before, before we came, the kingdom already existed. So I must, I, I, this morning. If indeed we are following him, we will begin to examine ourselves to be sure that we, in fact, it says, it says, if we don't judge ourselves, we will end up being judged. And I'm afraid to face God's judgment because God won't judge me. He will just put his word before me. What are we eat? What are we wear? Let not be the, the reason why you curse God. Why your heart faints about God. And say, God, aren't you seeing that I have no clothes? Lord, don't you see that I have no job? Let that die. He knows you need those things. He knows, he knows, he knows. Something is missing. You have left him. You are missing him. For if you seek after his kingdom, he will cause these things to come. When men begin to complain of their physical needs, they've left the eternal God. When all the meeting is geared to meeting the needs of men, seven days of impartation to receive, something is wrong. I would rather do one day of waiting before the Lord in prayer for consecration and obedience. In whom we have redemption for his blood. Now, I'm going here. We are in the sons of kingdom. Do you know those who are in, in Illuminati? They take pride in it. They are in the kingdom. Those who are, who are in Freemason. Do you see them wear the Freemason rings? Are they ashamed of it? They don't care what you say. In fact, it's their own hope. Amen. Those who are in Eye or Aye or something. Do you see them ashamed of babbing their hairstyle? Those who are in Krishna, you know, they'll bab hair and leave. 
How many of you have seen men and women in our days barb their hair everywhere and leave small hair? You find believers in church barb everything. Have you seen it? Pastor, is it wrong? Yes, very, very wrong. Take your chance, sit down and say, Lord, should I barb this hairstyle? Ask him. Lord, should I spend four hours as a man in a saloon? Ask him. <laughs> Amen. Just joking. How, 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 how can a, a man, a human man, sit down in a saloon and they're plating his hair? And it's coming, and the reason is because he has he has a ministration on Sunday. He's a lead singer. Haven't spent seven hours making the hair. He just comes before the meeting. Mangregebo lie. And then he feels he has prayed. He gave seven hours to Satan, no hour to God, yet he thinks he's ministering to the Lord, wasting his time. The days are here when you begin to. See these things for what they truly are. Something I'm hearing. We're in the kingdom. And there are rules in the kingdom. Some say rules. In the kingdom. You see, in God's kingdom that we are in, no one is independent. There's no area of your life that is kept outside the kingdom. Pastor, this area is a no-go area. No. There's no area in our lives that is no-go. Many people, we've been trained that you listen to your leaders to the extent that what they say aligns with what you want. If what they say doesn't align with what you want, and if it doesn't align with scriptures, you can do it anyway. It's only to God you, you will stand to be judged. You see how foolish you have been. When his word, it says, I won't judge. Actually, it's my word that will judge you. And you are going expressly against God's word. And you think that, you know, so when you consider yourself that after all is God, God is merciful. He will, he will, he will, he will. Because some ministers are use witchcraft. Really. Because they just want. All is about them. Give to me. If you don't bless me, you won't be blessed. I'm the fountain of your seed. I'm the fountain of your life. In fact, I'm the bread of your life. If you don't, if you don't, if, if you don't come to me and bow to me, you will not make it. Yeah. Some use that authority in a wrong way. But the fact that they are hirelings, remember Christ said so. Paul said in Acts 20 from 25 29, he says, when I leave, many will rise from among you and speak evil and do evil and destroy the flock. Watch out for I've said this to you in the space of three full years. So it's not strange when men of God rise up and fornicate with women in the church and steal their money and have forced investment. And have and, and they are they're number one in the pyramid of the church MLM. They are, they are they are fleecing the flock rather than blessing the flock. The pastor sees the tick at the tail of the ram or the sheep that the, the sheep eyes can't see. So when the pastor is plucking the tick, let not the sheep 
Say, Pastor is, 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 is taking, is speaking on. No, he's speaking on the tick in you. So that your blood is reserved for the walk and the journey ahead. Something I'm hearing this morning. One day, sir, if you will do well in the things of God, you must be ready to test God in obedience. Say, Lord, I will, I will try you and obey you for six months. Let me see what you do in my life. Try him. And all you do, just take the Bible and read for six months straight. Don't wait for any voice. All the voice he has is already in the word of God. I hear me, sir. Good. I don't know why I picked on you, but sorry, it's okay. The centurion came to Jesus and said, my servant is sick. Now, listen carefully. In the time, I don't know how long we stay today. If we stay long, we stay long. But I don't think we stay long. But let your eyes be, let your ears be what? When the war is stronger, the people take time to retreat more and plan and strategize on how to attack. Satan has attacked, in fact, is within. But we'll get him out in the name of Jesus. And we begin to reclaim our territories for the Lord. The church of God will become the church of God indeed. Not by name. And if God will do his work, we can't tell them what they want to hear. But when the power of God begins to manifest in our lives, they have no choice than listen. God's school. Stephen was full of the Holy Ghost. He was, he was serving rice. Whereas we are struggling to be pastors. We don't know any jack in scriptures and we are offended because we are not made ministers. In this church, I beg you. If you want to be a pastor, come with me. I will give you my phone. I will rest again for another six months or one year. When you are tired, call me. I will come back. Let those things not bother you. At all, I beg you. Really, I don't do pastor self. Call me brother. I confess my sin every night to say, Father, please, I'm a pastor. Help me. Help me. <laughs> if God tells me tomorrow to resign from being a pastor in this church, I will resign. I'll be a church member. That already settled in my heart. It's already settled. In fact, me, I've told God, if God doesn't tell me, I will tell him myself at the point. When I'm not, I'm tired. I'm, I'll just enter the bush and go and stay in the bush and spend the rest of my days in the bush. I've been telling her she thinks I'm joking. I'm not really joking. Because with this, where I am now, in a bush will end. So I'm there with my Messiah and my Lord and wait. Every morning I wake up, I look to the sky. If he doesn't come, I go ground and meet him. Because he's stronger than that. Satan makes it look as though it's something to be enjoyed. You find ministers living lavish lives. And you think that's the pattern. Jesus didn't live like that. Paul didn't live. None of them lived like that. God didn't ordain it so. Yet. None of them lacked. She be Jesus. He traveled in sheep. Was it his sheep? No, they paid for it. People supported. For the for the for the laborer is worthy 
of his wages. God hasn't called us to labor in vain. He will, he will, he will, he will, he will not have the oxen to be, to be, to be, to be, to be moose, alright, when treading the corn. But he mustn't come because of the corn. He knows if you are there for the corn. The centurion, the centurion, pastor, sometimes says, says, I, I rather be an enemy to my neighbor for Christ's sake than being a friend to my neighbor by compromising Christ. Amen. I would choose to be an enemy to my neighbor for the sake of Christ than be his friend for filthy lucre and compromise Christ. For he that's ashamed of me before. For the sake of the elect, everyone that stands in the place of evil over Nigeria, the Lord will take them out. For the elect's sake. Now, if I stand in this place and insist on this word, the next thing we hear is that someone called me from government that there's a contract. Oh, we know you are doing real estate. Can we partner with you to do a government project? Of course, I am dead. Food and raiment. Food and raiment. The moment I eat, and guess what? I won't eat alone. As I take, I share. I take, I give. Those who are close, he leaks. Once he leaks, he will leak last. He will leak, and then he becomes the Likoliko Dean. And here our pastor is a good pastor. That's the last time I speak against anything, against humans, because... I have compromised because I have not killed lust. I have not killed covetousness. Somebody say, I will marry you. Just sleep with me. Hold, hold the thing. Remove it and bring it to me in church. Say, Pastor, this is my trophy. This is the thing he wanted to put. I caught it. And then I will follow you to the press. We removed it. This is the victory of Jesus. Has he been having sex with you and yet he hasn't married yet? He keeps promising you no, it's because you want it. You are a fornicator, you are an adulteress. God will judge you. Do you know that God judges sin? He cannot, so he cannot. Not because he's because his church must not go down, he can't compromise in iniquity. Before you get this job, you must do X, Y, Z as a believer. And it doesn't matter who can do it and confess. In fact, our church, I know the, that person that gave testimony. You know, some, in some places, some who, some who in church knows the testimony of that person in church. That the testimony is not real. So, so everybody gives his own. We are struggling in, in who to give the best testimony in ungodliness. And we give the glory to God. You are giving God smelling abominable offering. Mom, are you hearing me? The one that you fight in the compound is gone. If you keep fighting the compound, you're opening up yourself for Satan to attack you. Let the person that follow you to church say, I'm coming to church because I have checked your life. Your life has challenged me. That's the gospel. That one will not come and look for anything else in church. He's coming to find out what you have gotten that has changed your life. 
But there's nothing they're coming for that's changed your life. It's only because you have invited them verbal. Am I communicating? It's because you're giving them IV. And you're threatening them. If you don't come, I won't, I won't, I won't patronize you again. Eh, let's go. After we finish, we'll go. And you finish, say, am I okay? But when they come as a result, it means God can wait two years for one soul to be saved in righteousness through your life. But that life must start now. Because the battle is raging. He's gaining the ground, but those that will know their God shall be strong. Some pays you money, he pays you double, return it, find his address and return the money back. Don't take beyond what is due in your charges. You will, Lord, what do I charge? If you charge, sometimes you can charge 10 million, it's due. God says it's due. Somebody says, no, don't charge 10 million, just charge 100,000 on this. I'm doing something. For as many as are led in this end time. You know, I was praying a few days ago. God said to me, son, if you stay with me in this light, I will drop men into the kingdom. You see, that's where we can truly do a banner in this church. A member of the church at. Because everywhere they've seen us. Oh, you are part of them. How do I know Christ? Because everyone who has named with the church of Christ has revealed Christ one way or the other. So we are known and not counted as the church as counted as Christ. See, in God's kingdom there's command. You don't have your total rights but yet you have your total rights in the word the the centurion said jesus don't come to my house in any case that servant that is dying a slave can be killed by the master the centurion has no business trying to make him well because he's a roman for him to have a slave, that means that person is not a Roman citizen. He has bought that person. It's his property. But for him to seek for his healing, he had a, okay, I want to say he had the mind of Christ. He had a good heart. The, the, the general good heart in man. You want to say to Jesus when he got there? Jesus was coming and a woman with issue of blood, 12 years. And the servant of the centurion was a 12-year-old child. 12 years old human being. 12-year-old infirmity. Met Jesus. And the both of them, he solved. Praise God. Because they went to him. Do you know that this woman has done everything she can do? Stop doing things your own way. You expend yourself. And sometimes when you expend yourself in things that are not godly, you lose the energy to not pursue God the way you ought to. Don't use your energy to, to, to pursue ungodly things. He said, Jesus, don't come to my house. No, 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 no. Just what? Just speak the word. So just speak the word. That means there's a degree to how we will function in church where only one word from the pastor settles the matter. If you have not come to that point, your life is at a risk. But because you are in this church, you are not at risk in the name of Jesus. 
As long as pastor is following God's word, there are things he can call you to stop doing. Sometimes he might know some things you don't know by the spirit. Sometimes he might not even know anything. But something tells him, as guess what? If God would give anything to, the, to, to somebody in the church, he's a pastor. And if God reveals anything to you about anyone, come tell the pastor. You don't have right to tell the person directly. Because you're under... You're under... There are people in church that pastor can't talk to. They only listen to him to the degree that what he's saying pays them. Please don't try to use God though. Nobody can exhaust God. He will bless you. You can't really use him. Anyone thinking of using God is actually using himself or herself. You're not using God. Once you get what you want, you abandon him. They'll say, That means hands as rich the sword. Now you start cutting as you want. No, you can't use God. First, in the kingdom, there's order. Someone say there's order. Say there's rule. There's command. It is not a free for all thing for us to truly reflect the life of Christ. Number two. In the kingdom, there is the absolute fear of the king. There is the what? The absolute fear of who? The king. There cannot be a kingdom without a king. So the church is a called out people separated unto God for holy living. And we look up to him for our guidance, for direction. Malachi chapter 1. Please quickly give this morning, give him verse 3, I think. Uh, verse 6 of Malachi 1. Malachi 1. Malachi 1. And before I go to Balakai 1, verse 6, in going back to the order of command in the church, you know, some of us in this church, we don't, no, we, we, we do respect all the leaders. Please respect every leader in this church. What I mean respect, I don't mean prostrate, but respect them. Amen? You know I should respect them? Because they respect me. And I respect Christ. And every other person that I see over me that God has led me to. To pattern after. Or to watch after. From a distance he has placed me. You know God kept Moses in a distance. And passed in a distance. Sometimes God will put in a distance. Watch from a distance. Don't go too close. You know the reason. So they, from a distance I call. When God says get closer I go. But I'm, I'm, I'm in submission to Christ. Just like at home, we should be submissive to our parents and our spouses. I won't go beyond that this morning. Do you know the anathema of Lucifer? Pride. Isaiah 14 from verse 12. If you read verses 12 to 14, everything he said is I. I will exalt my throne above. You see that? That means... Anything pastor says, he's talking to himself. 
because it's not aligning with what you want to do. How are that falling from heaven? That means anyone who is not humble will ultimately fall. Because pride will always go before a fall. And the height of pride is disobedience. This morning for some of us here who are prideful in disobedience, you know, it's time to repent. How you are falling, it says, Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground, which this weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine... So you see how the pride in your heart comes out. So when you walk like this, everybody looks like, you're like Anakim. Like the Zanzumims. Like the Exims. I know you don't know what I'm saying. Go and find out who they are. You know Zanzumims. Everything pastor says passes through. Except it aligns with what you want to do. For thou hast said in the hand, hear this. So, next thing, everybody with me? Hold on. You see, the moment your decision becomes, I will do it, and it's not we, you are done for. And the we here is not with unbelievers. God's children. For blessed is the one complaining that there's no money, there's no money, and you are in the midst of unbelievers. Praise God. I was young, now I'm old. I have never seen. You know, sometimes we mouth these things, but it's not, it's, not, it's not in our lives. Can we dare God? Can we start? Can we say, Lord, I want to, I want to understand what it means to be a believer. Like in the early church. Don't mind the people that say the early church is gone. It's nice our time. I will exalt my throne. I will sit also upon the mount of what? In the size of the dawn. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most. What stopped me from being like the pastor himself? Who gave him to be authority over me? Is it because I'm, I'm a member of the church? To hell with him. No. It's not going to hell. Because it stands with the Lord. My prayer is that you don't go to hell. Align with the Lord. Malachi 1 verse 6. A son honoreth. Do you honor God in your transaction? Do you honor God when you drive? Do you honor God in your place of work? Do you honor God with the way you talk? Do you honor God with your speech? With your conversation? A son honoreth what? That means in the kingdom, we live to honor God. Say honor God. If then I be a father, where is mine? Says who? Says the Lord. And if I be a master, in any case, is he a master? Yet, yeah, he's even more than a master. Is the Lord, Lord. Where is my what? Fear. There are some things you can't afford to do because you fear him. That's what Joseph understood. He said, will I do this great thing and sin against God? For the fear of God was in his heart. 
Let the fear of God take that Henneke from your mouth. Let the fear of God make you to come to pastor and confess your sin. Pastor, there are some sins that you have to tell someone before it goes off. Because if you don't tell someone, it's a, it's, it's, it's a recipe for, for you to keep doing it. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's a sin. You have to tell pastor, pastor, this is why I'm stopped. If indeed you are a child of God. Seriously. <laughs> Those whom he has called, he seals. Those whom he seals, they abide. Because not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter. It's those whom he has sealed, who on the account of his sealing them, consistently follow. So, so in the kingdom, there's a fear of God. In the kingdom, there's, there's respect for authority. Church authority. Church leadership. That's why the church must be established in righteousness. That's why woe to the church whose pastors are are wolves because many men not apostles for you suffer men to slap you and use you 2 corinthians 12 or 11 11 12 12 11 help me please that means what that means anyone you know who is your friend who who is your relative drag them out of this pit where they found themselves sometimes blind men don't know and beg them to serve god 2 corinthians 12 check verse 11 for me Say, for you suffer men now. The men here are ministers. Are we there? I'll wait for you. Please check it. 2 Corinthians 12, 11, or 2 Corinthians 11, thereabout. That's what it is. Find it. Quickly. 11.20? Give me 11.20. That's why Cosmos, it's not everybody we listen to online. They can say everything that is wants to hear, but the spirit in their life will latch on you because they are speaking from their lips. The word is not in their heart. And words are vehicle in the spirit. No wonder you don't know. Suddenly, you start behaving like a person you are listening to online. You start condemning everything your pastor is doing in line with God's word because it's not aligning with my mentor online. Leave this church and follow your mentor online. I'm safe because I'm, I'm one man down going to hell. One man up with strength looking for another soul to bring to the kingdom. For you suffer. If a man, the man there, because these are ministers. If a man bring you into what? That means, can a pastor bring you to bondage? Yes. It says, if they devour you, if a man take of you, and if a man exalt himself, if a man slaps you, have you seen people slap? No. Some do physical slapping, some do spiritual. If you want this life, it comes with a cost. It has a price. You must lay down yourself and pick up your cross and follow him. There's no two way in the kingdom. Let me run this morning. No, I'm not going running. I'm not running. Running, Talk, are you sleeping? Are we alive in Christ Jesus? Please be with me. The reason the church is weak in our day is because there's no there's no fear of God in the church. 
we have gone to the point of hyper grace and men has replaced emotions to grace and men who don't want righteousness they prefer emotion men who don't want their sins to be called out they go to a place where their sins is never called out for one whole year it is spoken about in passing in one minute and the person hearing knows that he doesn't mean what he is you know the church folks knows that pastor doesn't mean what he just said that sin is bad they know he doesn't mean it they know what he means because what he means is where he stays on throughout the year first corinthians eleven thirty, 30 it says my my many of you in the body you are weak because you have refused to discern the lost body listen the reason the church too much talk but no power but the lord our god will consecrate us by the blood and by and by inner circumcision that our hearts are resolved to stay with the lord these things for some of us this morning might not make sense now but hold it to your left hand for indeed it shall make sense when the lord has touched you be converted and strengthen the bedroom don't be ashamed of christ for this cause many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep and in the church that means can many be weak yes why because they refuse to discern you don't leave church and forget what you've learned in church on Sundays and come again next Sunday. No, you're not discerning the lost body. You must hold on. Just like I hold on to every word that I am saying by myself. The Lord is raising his army now. And guess what? He will raise it by circumcision. And God is not afraid to circumcise those who are ready. From 32,000, they came to 300. Yet, he did the work of 1 million. So never think you are indispensable. Rather, let God's word break you. Because on whomsoever falls on the word shall be broken, still malleable. But when he falls on you, disobedience, you will be grounded to powder. You will be crushed. Enough of this Christ that is, that is, that is feminine. This Christ that can't can, can drink water. This Christ that only loves you. Just, just, and, 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 and ignores your fault. He has forgiven your sin, both past, present, and future. You, you, you have not read. When it says, can we continue in this same sin? That grace abound, God forbid. The gospel message at this time will start from changed lives. From this moment, Sazamas, as you enter the bus, bus, don't forget you are a believer. As you start that ignition, Christ dwells in you. And if you are careful enough, it will give you a word for those police officers. I'm, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You will speak just a word. You will know how far that word has gone. And you don't need to know what God will do with that word, but you will know in eternity because you are yielded. As you step out of the house, Christ is stepping out. And the understanding of this changes your perspective to your Christian faith. In the beginning of this year, the Lord laid in my heart, please, water, let me go to drink. The Lord laid in my heart to just take time out. Thank you, sir. 
to wait on him for some, some weeks, which I did. I knew the Lord have something to say. And he wants me to be separated for me to hear. So I went in prayer. I went in studying the word. And I was in it for days. And God began to tell me. That's all. I want you and your people in this year to take root deep, deep down. And begin to bear fruit upwards. And this will come by discipleship. And by the word. And by prayers. So the three things the Lord told me. And I came back and I began to ask the Lord, how do we go about these things? And we started from the leadership. I began to, in fact, one of the days, Timmy spoke with me about some things and, 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 and we shared the thoughts along the lines just after I came back. Some say discipleship. Say discipleship. Say discipleship. No, I'm not hearing it's weak. Say discipleship. A discipleship or a disciple is a student of the master. A disciple is someone who has given, given up everything to seek to be like the master. And what God has called us to do is not to make converts, but make disciples. Today we have many converts, in fact, many false converts. Because the reason they've not moved from convert to disciples is because they were not yet converted. For a true convert will, will seek to be discipled. On their own accord. Because that's the spirit of redemption. It prompts them to know what to do. It tells them what they to do. They, they seek, they press, they pursue. They keep following. Say, what? Is, is, is this all there is? There's something I know. That... They put the burden on the ministers. But when the ministers are the one pursuing you. So discipleship is... Is reflecting Christ. For me, sons and mass, I will rather give up this world and hold on to Christ than lose Christ. Me, I mean it. You see, I've come to a place of revelation. You know, when God called the children of Israel, I want to see you. Please come and see me. Because in seeing me, you will have a different view of who I am. My fear will come on you truly. You know what I told him? Moses, we don't want to see him. His voice is too, is, is too fearful. He, he, will, he, will, he will expose our sins. In fact, as we see him, our sins will be in front of us. And we like our sins. So go and talk to him. That's why you are afraid to read the Bible. Because the Bible is exposing your sin. Do you know that you can watch home, home, home video for four hours? You, you won't sleep. Sleep. How? Read Bible two lines. By the time you get to line four, you have, you have gone. Have you asked why? You know, when you ask why, you have an excuse. That is just the human mind that you are, you are tired. Your, your brain is shutting down. So who opens the brain to see evil? How come you are comfortable not reading your Bible? Amen. You know, when you scroll on your phone, that thing is very demonic. It's, it's a problem. You all know it, but yet you are still there. 
So why not throw the phone away for one month? Go back to your bank with your leg. Let them say, ah, use our app. You tell them the app is killing you. You rather walk and live than hold the app and die. By the time you walk for one month, you are used to walking. That, that phone is dead. By the time you hold the phone again, that phone has gone. Someone say amen. Because this is where the battle lies. Satan is in the spirit realm firing the darts. And, and we walk as though it's normal. It's not normal. There's a battle raging. The spirit of God is, 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 is raising our antenna in the spirit. He's telling us something's happening and I know it. And that's why I'm saying this to you. This is how we fight back. For it shall be strength to them that take the battles to the gate. This morning I'm not running. And I want to beg you, don't take offense. Jesus told John the Baptist, oh, he says, blessed is he. He's referring to John the Baptist because he was expecting what the Messiah is not supposed to do. And because of his stance in the spirit, he prayed for him that he doesn't take offense because offense will take away from that which God has assigned for him. And so God told me, and I began the process by talking about bearing fruit. How many remember the first time I came? That's what I began with. Because that's what God told me. You know, one of the ways by which the God of your environment will know you are a Christian is when you pass by, drop by, bless them, and tell them, don't, don't give up. God is with you. And just walk away. Next time when you pass, you say it again. Trust you're fine. God is good. And his mercies endures forever. You'd be amazed that something has been brought up in that person's mind. One day he will say, Sir, can I... Now, in, the, in God's kingdom, there are rules. But unfortunately, we have not grown to know those rules. We've not been, been, been put to it. But this morning, I want to start that by God's divine instruction. And let me say this before I start. The purpose of this short charge and declaration is not to condemn for God has made provision for a way to help it's interesting that in the book of Leviticus God declared the sickness of leprosy as incurable he says leprosy the disease of the skin is incurable. But God said again that when the leper is cleansed, wow, that means God has left room for divine intervention in healing. In the day of his cleansing, but yet he says it's incurable. 
But it says he can be cleansed. By what means? By whatever means he chooses. And on that account, Jesus cleansed lepers in his earthly ministry. Elisha cleansed Naaman. But Naaman, being not a Jew, went back to his country. But if it were a Jew, the Jew would have gone to offer the sacrifice prescribed for the cleansing of lepers. That's why when Christ healed the leper, he told him, go and offer the sacrifices meant for the healing of the lepers as Moses has commanded. So the reason for this is because God has made a provision in scripture on how to deal with these matters. And so in church, a matter has a reason for us to deal with. And this will set a template. And to me, is a warning to me and a warning to all of us that God means business for his church. And anyone that stands in the way of his church, the Lord will take him away. First mm, Corinthians 3. Let me start, but let me just show you that scripture as I build up. This morning, I'm not going to run at all. First Corinthians 3. Um, first Corinthians 3 first Corinthians 3 I think verse 6 let me get it myself to be sure okay verse 16 and 17 first Corinthians 3 know ye not that ye are the temple of God and the spirit of God dwelleth in you if any Man, so if any man, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God, if any man defile it, God's temple, he shall God, for the temple of God is what? Which temple? Wow. So God is in defense of his church. And his church is not rudderless. His church is without no precept, no principle, no order. In Galatians chapter 6 from verse 1. Let's see this morning. Quickly. Now, the Lord spoke these words to my heart. Please, let there be minimal distraction at this time. Minimal. Minimal. At 3.13 p.m. yesterday. And he said to me, go ahead and get this done. Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a what? That means a man can be overtaken in a fort in the church. That does not define that man based on the response of the man. Ye which are spiritual, do what? So there's a place for what? Restoration. Such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering. So the danger here is that the way you correct someone in error likely exposes you to the same thing. 
The way you take the correction, the way you go about it, if not in grace and in meekness, chances are that in the spirit, you will go through that same temptation because you have not honored the Lord in his word. When you take it in the form of pride, you are telling God, you are, you are strong enough to start anything, not knowing that it's the one keeping you from temptation and falling. Unto him who is able to keep you from... So it, was, it wasn't you keeping yourself, he's the one. So when somebody is at fault, don't now stay there in the judgment seat yet, you judge him. Wow. Don't sit on judgment seat in pride, yet judge him in meekness. Because that's what God has ordained for the church. That his soul may be saved in the day of judgment. So the things I'll be saying this morning. Is on a disciplinary issue in church. I know you have never had it before in church. And some of you, you hear it now. You say, ah, the one I did to actually what this. So you are next if you fall victim of this. But my assignment is to help you to stand. And I will do all to help you all to stand. And together all we shall stand. In Matthew 7 from verse 3, Jesus told them, He says, do not seek to remove the plank in your brother's eyes. Sorry, the, the mot. When there's a plank. Before you are quick to condemn, start asking God, what? And if God says there are planks, check. They are logs. If God will mark iniquity, who will stand? Yet God tells us we judge iniquity within the church because his church is holy. And Hebrews 12 verse 6 it says, and when the Lord will chastise his own children, he does it as a father will do to a his son. So in the, in the church, there's chastisement. Now, the pastor can chastise or correct anyone and rebuke anyone. In fact, it says, rebuke with all long suffering. In fact, some rebuke should be done openly. Do you know if you do that in the church of our day, the church will come empty the following day. Because they've not been well taught. But we shall learn it. Because it's the will of God. And when God does this, he does it so that all will learn. And the purpose of church discipline is to foster repentance. Please touch me this morning. To foster repentance reintegrate people back in the body in the order that God has prescribed to serve as deterrent to others and show the pattern in honoring the church of God which is the ground and the pillar of truth it means when you become a Christian you've surrendered your sovereignty let me repeat it that's where the danger is in the that's what Satan uses to destroy the world today. People submit their sovereign to people who don't submit unto God. 
I ask you to do something, but I myself am not doing it. That's when, that's when it's dangerous to submit. But as long as the person speaking to you in the place of authority is submitting to God's word and God's law, then God requires you to submit, especially to your pastor. You know, I heard a man said, if you don't give me your first, your, your first fruit, he said, this oracle, this vessel is the one that eats your first food. I'm going to show the video. But everyone that truly preaches God's word is a prophet. You see, everything I've said now, in the Old Testament, actually is prophetic. Because it means situations on ground and speaks about the future. So every time a minister preaches God's word, it's actually a real... Everything the Lord will say, toss, is in the Bible. Every toss is tossed here. Where were I? Where was I? The discipline of God is in his church. So the moment you get born again, bro, Friday, you have surrendered your life to Christ and to his physical representative. That's why this thing is heavy for, for me to carry. If I'm bearing your body, let, your, let me know that your, your, you have kept your life with me. So I can bear it well. So in the Christendom, um, 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 Nelson, you have surrendered to God, but God, you can see, He has placed me as your pastor for you to submit to my authority and my instruction. That's the order. Except what I tell you is contrary to God's word. And therefore, for you to know what is in God's word, or what I'm saying, if it's true or not, then you must be, if indeed you are born again, he will lead you by himself to the word. Because you cannot really succeed without the instruction of your pastor. If not, he won't bring you his way. For God doesn't just do anything by chance. Do you know you can be somewhere else? And nothing will happen. Why are you here? That's why they told Esther. He says, if you don't rise up now, God will raise for himself another deliverer. Because God's agenda will not be thwarted. But, but no, that peradventure God brought you in the kingdom for such a time. So it wasn't really Vashti that misbehaved. God had an agenda. A space must be open. And Vashti was found. Because there's pride in her. She knew the order of the kings of the east. That the king had the right to command her. It's a law she knows. So how come now you are disobeying the law? So that pride in her opened her up for Satan to enter her and she's removed for Esther to come in. That's why when Esther was to go in, she said, I cannot go because she understood the law. But now she went ahead of the natural law to evoke the spiritual law because there's a reason and a purpose in the heart of God. She said, if I perish, I perish. There's order. So once you get born again, there is nothing you should hide from your pastor. That's the order. And yet, the, also the pastor must be a man that keeps quiet. I'm a quieter. Are you hearing me? There is nothing you tell me. The only person that may hear by instruction is my wife. 
and don't waste your time asking her. She won't tell you anything. There are things that I do in this church that she doesn't know. She only hears when I say it here. Because she was, I was told not to tell her. But there are many times she tells me, this you can't carry alone. Tell her. So we can both bear the burden together. So, when we come to the things of God, there is discipline. And guess what? People cannot take discipline if they've not seen the person ahead of them as their leader indeed. So in this church, if you don't see me as your pastor, you have no business being... Please, don't let my benevolence fool you. I can be giving you money, but don't let my money give, give you to destroy you because it will kill you. So I can give you money and finish you, but I'm finishing you. In, in, you're the one deceiving your... It's not me. So don't use my money because I give money to people. So if I stay much, you give money. In fact, I'm trusting God for my next car. You come from George. I've not given you yet. I've been giving you something. Ah, okay. okay. <laughs> it will come. Receive it! Don't say, my pastor is nice. No, I'm not nice if you are not listening to my word and following my instruction. You are deceiving yourself. Say, if I be Lord, where's my honor? If you love me, you keep my... Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I... That means in the kingdom, there are rules. People have given themselves. We are sold. Bro, Philip, I can call you 12 midnight. Rise up. We are praying in the next 30 minutes. All you do is... Manga diga There's duty. Are you hearing me? Because I'll start calling you. So you don't say, ah, I didn't sign for this, so you better resign. This is what it entails. No one will tell you before you are called. Your resources is not your own. I will preach tithes and offering very soon. In the New Testament, there is no tithe. There's grace. God requires 100%. You are cheating God by giving God 10%. But still, God will still have mercy. So keep giving 10. Don't worry. But when I come to real brask, it requires 90. You take 10. For where, where sin abounds, grace abounds what? Every time you hear the word grace, there's always much more. So grace requires more. But for now, imagine some of you don't pay tight at all. You say, I'm under grace. No, you give everything. If you are in grace, then I'm going to see 70% of your income every month. But don't bother. We are not there yet. But that 10%. Have I said there's no tight? No, I'm not joining them in preaching. <laughs> No, sometimes you do it in pride. You defeat the purpose of what you are saying. One word clarifies it. In Luke 8, did, they, did those women pay tight? Those, those women that, that were they paying tight? They were giving of their substance. <laughs> what it means? Everywhere Jesus went to, they were supplying it. They make the business, they submit it. Not to useless prophets that eat for their own. Have you seen some of those prophets online? They will go and shop in ShopRite and tell you, Esi Wobayo, Yukela Wayo, 
Ado atigba. I want snow. Ado atigba. Emma share, Emma share, Emma share, Emma share. Tells you they are hungry beans. What is snow you are looking for? Go and enter fridge or freezer and lock yourself. You you find you could catch you and kill you. They take pleasure in wantonness. They take pleasure in earthly things. And they show it publicly. And, and they will tell you that you are next in line. You say amen. Next in line to what? When we know this, this life that I have is a life of God. It makes a different meaning. When you see the singer, you will see that life in the person. But now it's safer to see the song and not the singer. Because the singer confuses the song entirely. Now we'll read some scriptures carefully. Today we're not in a hurry. If it's 6 p.m., we are here at 6 p.m. We'll drink water. Because right now, some of these things, this is what it takes. It takes, it takes time, it takes intense, it takes, it takes teaching, it takes exposure for us to see what he's doing. He has, he has hidden so much in the fabric of the church that somehow we have lost the essence of the true church of God. First Corinthians 8, everybody? Sorry, 5. Quickly. First Corinthians 5 from verse 8. First Corinthians 5, verse 8. Are we there? Verse 8, we'll read to verse 12. Please give me that scripture in the block. Amen. Amen. Therefore, Cosmos, are you seeing that? Let us keep the what? The feast. Not with old, neither with living of malice and, but with the unliving bread of sincerity, of sincerity, of sincerity. Paul says that we might be sincere before him till the end. So for the church to really carry the power of God, there must be sincerity in service in the heart of every participant. If not, one person can destroy the whole work. Now, to me that is shocking. That what Achan did. Achan caused about 6,000 men to fall. I'm coming there. Let's go on this one, everybody. I wrote unto you in what? In an epistle. Please don't follow this morning. Please don't sleep. Because if don't sleep. Let's go. Brush any. Are you with me? Because if I can get you, if we can get ourselves, the work of God shall be done. If we can understand these things, then the true church of God is just beginning. Hallelujah. And I wrote to you unto you an epistle not to company with what? Now, that means the true church does not company with fornicators. That means they know who fornicators are. See, if you are a fornicator here, you are destroying God's work in this church. That's the truth. And we can do church and enjoy ourselves. Yet, we are weak. And there's joy in not being weak. Yet, there's pleasure in sin. But can you trade that pleasure in sin for the reproach of Christ? That though men may count you losing, but in eternity, you're actually gaining. You company not. Something company not. It means, don't be friends with fornicators. If 
believers are want not to follow believers who are fornicators, how come you are comfortable with even unbelievers who are fornicators? You see how worse we have, you see how low we have gone, you see how blind we are. It doesn't make any meaning to you that your, your friends are unbelievers and are fornicators. He says, even believers who are fornicators, don't go close because they will pollute. They are, not, they are not discerning the lost body. Therefore, by their singular act, the church is already weak. Let's go. This morning, I'm not in a hurry. Please don't sleep. If you sleep, stand up. I'm not going to say it's demon worrying you. You can be tired. It's okay. But now, tell yourself, I'm not going to sleep. Yet, not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous or extortioners, or with idolaters for them. He says, but I'm not saying, don't be friends to fornicators in the world. Because by your being friends to them, to the degree to which you know who you are, and your objective is to show Christ to them, your life becomes a testament. Hold on there. In Luke 5, verse 8, when Jesus showed his power to, to Peter, you know what Peter said in verse 8? Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. Isaiah 6, it says, it says, it says woe, it's me, for I'm a sinful man. That means God's righteousness should expose the wickedness in the world. That's the church. It's not a church that makes excuses for sin. We are all flesh, we are all human. No, no, no. Yes, we are. It gives grace. But progressively as you mature, you should start gaining victory over certain things. Let's go on this morning. Verses 11. But now, someone say now. But now, I, I have written unto you not to keep company. Not to what? Who is speaking here? God. About his what? His church. If any man that is called a what? Be a... That means if actually I have known your personal life, I would have long ago shanked you out. But I might not know. But now God is telling you that he knows. Therefore, amen. Let that woman go. You have done it enough. Let that man, let that, that useless crush. You know some women say have crush. I don't know what crush is. They say crush is somebody that you find yourself about. That's the open door that Satan is using to afflict you and destroy the church. Let that crush die. Carry glass and stab the glass when you see his picture. Kill him before he kills you. Some of you still have pictures of some boys kept secretly on your phone. So this is why the church is weak. And this is hard. But this is simple. When men yield to God. If any brother, now, wherever this hits you, start making amends. If any brother is, is a fornicator or, or what? <laughs> Greedy. He's always looking for what his hand can get. He's always thinking of himself more highly. I am, I am, I am an up, upward mobile youth. They listen to worldly fantasy that suits their ego. Covetous. 
or an idolater someone that worships something else other than god it can be money it can be pride it can be it can be this life you anything you place above god is a god to you or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner somebody that cheats to make more a swindler there are many in church that swindles they will come and say please borrow me money that's the last time they pay. They start using excuses to quiet. If you're here in church, you borrow money, you don't pay. You are a swindler. Thank God in this church, you, you don't know. If you do before, it has stopped. You can't, you can't do it because of the word of God. You see how God's word circumcises us? It takes that thing. It will expose it. Oh, so this is... Or a swindler. Somebody that, that uses guile to take money off people. You do as though you are with us, but you are not. It's about something you want. You know that every match there's rice. Every month, pastor can just decide to give money. I'm a student, I'm here. Pastor, some money will come, let's just stay. You are a swindler. Serve God with or without the money. Let's go on. Everybody, read together with me. With such and one, oh, yeah, read very loudly. <laughs> With such a one, that means with such a person, don't even eat. Don't worry, don't worry. Please, okay, help me. No, don't be distracted. We, we, we can all do that. Let one person do it. One person do it. Okay, if it's not coming up, everybody open your Bibles. You have Bibles with you. So it's Bible I'm reading. Alright? Just move it. Don't bother. So everybody, take your Bibles now and open it. Because if this is not there, we'll read. Alright? Take your Bible and open it. So he said, with such a one, no, not even to eat. Now, verse 12, everybody, from Bible, everybody, let's turn there. Please don't, don't know it. Verse 12, what did he say? For what have I to judge them also that are outside? Do not ye judge them that are without, but then, but then that ye without God judge them. No, them that are without God, but those who are within, we judge. So we have the place to judge. So we can judge you in church, and you must take no offense. Amen. You know this is strange. But this calls for a high stability on the leadership because they are representing God. And this privilege must not be taken for in fact, it puts the, the pastor in a precarious situation because he mustn't judge by appearance, he must make righteous judgments. What have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them. That means, there's, you know what it means? That means we judge sin in the church. We can call you now, Sadami, you sinned. Therefore, you are being judged. We judge you by sitting down at the back for next six months with penitence. You wash the toilet and pray in tongues six hours every day for six months. And you take it with gladness, with weeping and crying, and you do it. And then afterwards, you'll be restored. 
If not, you'll be cast out. So there's judgment in the church. I'm saying this so that you know going forward, there's judgment. This is the order of the church. And I know you've never heard it like this before. But now it's in God's word. To the, some, some people haven't bold to bring their boyfriends to church. And girlfriends. Who is this? We are, we are just friends. And your pastor is hearing for the first time when that young man or young lady comes to church. You are condemned already by the laws of God. That's why it's dangerous to have a church that is too large. It's dangerous. Why do you think he had just 12 and 70? His eyes can watch them. He's not threatened by the church multiplying, but growing the people that multiply the church so they can keep ministering the apostles' doctrine and the words of Christ. Next scripture this morning. Is that verse 12? Yeah. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 15, 33 and 34. Quickly. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 and 34. Please help me say church discipline. Say church discipline. This is a practice that we practice in the church where the spirit of God actually dwells. Be not deceived. So say be not deceived. And this is personal. For me, I will not be deceived. By anything anybody says, I won't take the excuse, praise God. There's a call to discipleship. There's a call to a higher life. The higher life in God is going deeper in his fear and his command. When you hear a higher life conference, it's high flying life. No, higher life is actually going deeper in submission and consecration. That's the true higher life. That way it says, there's, there's no higher calling. No greater honor than to bow at his knees. Be not deceived. Hear it. Hear it. Evil communication corrupt. Costco. Sorry, I'm calling your name. I'm, not, I'm just talking. No, that I preach. So it's not, not offended. All right? Be careful those you go to parties with. You, you can't. Your life is sold out. Don't try to party it. Don't try to find solace in the world. You know, it's gone. He's gone. We can do party with ourselves and enjoy. In any case, in our next, in next, next Easter program, I'm trying for us to have a place where we can really play, have volleyball, swim, and dance. Really, I'm, I'm, I want that in righteousness. In fact, Christ says, let's go a while to a place to what? To rest. There's no wrong doing in resting, but resting in righteousness. Let no house party cross your mind. You print ticket. It, it should even enter your mind. Where did it come from? It should not be once named. Hey, we'll control the drink. We'll not put too much alcohol. It's just to gather our friends. Who are your friends? Call me first. If I can't be there, then what are you doing is evil. If you can't come to bless the meeting, then, then you are in evil. Grave evil. I'm saying this to protect you before, before the seed grows. I'm disinfecting the soil of your heart so that once they see the soul, they say, ah, I've been told. No, no, no. Pastor, they say, we'll do part you. I've told them, you should go and bless it and be sure that two hours we are praying in tongues. Be not deceived. Evil what? Corrupt. 
awake to righteousness hear that and and for some have not the knowledge of god i speak to your you know when i say shame on you for what you have done people take offense no in church you take offense so shame this you are doing is shameful we take offense because we're not used to it we are used to our own kind of church church where you just shake you sing and worship without life you love prophecy false prophecies you, you love men to keep tickling you and, and keep leading you on till destruction you refuse to read god's word this is the bane of the church listen if the church of christ live like this do you think the gospel will be hard to preach in fact half of your friends are already converted by now in fact they will tell you james don't talk on that matter again please i don't want to see you for the next one month i need space to rest because every time they see you something judges them not because you are saying anything but because of what you are doing next scripture this morning please brush any are you sleeping please don't sleep every glass bearer please don't sleep all right First Timothy chapter number 5, verse 20. Everybody. Everybody, please don't sleep. First Timothy 5, 20. Are we there? Okay, it's gone off. Oh yeah, your Bibles, everybody, your Bibles. Your Bibles. Brother is the one that leads glass wearing today. He's in front. Every glass wearer. Remove the glass so I can see your eyes. Amen. Are we there? First Timothy 5, 20. Please someone read for us. Read with the preacher's voice. Those who are sinning. Mark that word. Hold on. are you hearing that mommy are you hearing that so if i rebuke favor don't be offended when she comes home and say daddy i didn't like her pastor was talking in church he he, he spoke to me don't say don't mind them that's how pastors talk when their pride don't catch them they, they carry shoulder pad you just leave them no no mind pastor no you don't say that what do you say what he said is he righteous then let the spirit. Now I'm not saying anything's happening. I'm just talking. Favor, don't don't think I'm just talking. And if I'm talking, then blessed be God. <laughs> Them that sin, please read that verse. What you read? Those who are sinning. You know what it means? Now, this is a graduate. We don't understand English. She just finished school, so school is still hot in her brain. I've left school some 20 years ago. So I, I, I've paid. Sir, she's fresh. Abby, she knows English. I don't know English. So explain to us what it means. Those who are sinning. Rebuke them how? In the presence of all. What does it mean? Tell us in simple English. We don't, we don't go to school. We understand that. Tell us. Uh, it means that you should do it in front of other people. No, you, you, you are speaking like a student. Speak like a, like a student preacher. <laughs> you don't know it you're afraid <laughs> okay mommy see so now i rebuke you before all <laughs> who knows what this means those who are sinning in the church rebuke them before all is that god's word now finish it you don't finish it 
the rest also may. So anyone that takes offense in rebuke, it doesn't produce fear of God. You are not part of him. I'm helping us because many are called. So this is serious. I'm making you see that this is serious. It's not so that there's no, so you don't say, Lord, Lord, I was with you. In fact, Pastor Amos was my pastor. He, he I, 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 I backed him up. In fact, I was a help. I was a deacon. In fact, I, I'm the one that's been deliverance in this ministry. We, we are the one in, in admin. I don't know what Pastor Joe admin is. He admins his wife too. Administrator of. <laughs> For those of us who know what I just said, the Lord bless you. If you don't understand, the Lord grant you understanding. <laughs> me too, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> but here it is. Cosmos, it means I can call you now to the front and say, Cosmos sinned. And Cosmos lied in the office last week. He fornicated with someone. Who, and then we all weep. These things should make the church to weep and not to push it aside. The church should weep for sin. And say, Lord, help us not to start this and do it again. Help our brother. Help our sister. And we all rally around to help. And we can't help if we don't know. That's why he that covered his sin. He that... That's why one of the good doctrines of the Catholic Church is the doctrine of confession. But unfortunately, that confession does not stop the sin. But there's a good part in it. In that it exposes to people who have the spirit of God. It keeps them in check when they come into submission to the leadership of the church. So, in Bible, we warn. A man beats his wife. Or a wife didn't give her husband food at the right time. He's punishing the man. He says, you, you didn't talk well, so you won't eat. For, so the woman didn't cook for three days. Who will rebuke her in church and tie her hands. And then when she gets home, her husband will lose her hands at home. Amen. Is it making sense? So in church discipline, we, we chastise ourselves. It's, it's a thing that we must look forward to. Because it that others may learn that this is how we behave in the church of the living God, which is the ground and pillar of truth. I close shortly. Why are these things important? In Joshua chapter 7, God holds his church as holy. I, I wish you know the member of what you belong to is holy. And God jealously guards the church in holiness. Therefore, let no one that names the name of Christ dwell and live in sin. For there's divine heavenly punishment, retribution, and, and, and punishment in the church, local church setting to help people who fall victim of this so that they may be saved in the day. So the purpose of this judgment is for salvation. And like I said, do not gloat, do not take the place of, of judgment, but yet you judge in meekness, in humility, lest you yourself you are tempted. For me, when a thing like this happened, the enemy has succeeded in attacking one. Or that one actually was not part of us from the beginning. It's like deep things. 